Hello, everyone. This is the 21st episode of Bible Beyond, and today our passage comes from Mark 1, verses 8 through 11. It says, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open, and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. I really like the Gospel of Mark. Some of the other Gospels include a lot of details and genealogy that when you're reading it and just are trying to get an understanding of who Jesus is as a person aren't really necessary. So I like the book of Mark and I want to, in the next few episodes, really study it. Chronologically go through and look at times in Jesus' life through the book of Mark where we get to see who he is. And that all begins with uh, this passage. This is the first thing that Mark talks about Jesus doing, and it's also possibly one of the most confusing things that Jesus does. All this and more on Bible Beyond. Now, as we're talking about Jesus' baptism today, there is something that we should um, understand first. And that's, of course, what is baptism? That's what our entire passage and what we're studying is revolving around. So we, we, we should go over what is baptism. Well, both today and in Jesus' time, in the biblical times, baptism was a way of showcasing our repentance to God. It, we know that we as humans have sinned. We know that God has to forgive us in order for us to know God again. And because of that, what we do is we do this public display of repentance and we ask God to forgive us. Now, it says in an earlier verse, Mark 1 verse 5, it says, All the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, this is wonderful because this shows that the surrounding regions where John the Baptist was busy baptizing, all of the people understood their need for God. They understood their sin, and they came flocking to him to be baptized and to repent in this way, which is wonderful. That's like the best thing that John could have asked for. But here's something that we have to consider. All of these people getting baptized makes sense. Because all of the people being baptized have sinned, and they have a reason to come to God asking for repentance. But what about Jesus? See, Jesus doesn't need to repent because there's nothing that Jesus can repent for. It really doesn't make any sense for Jesus to go through that process of repentance or be baptized. In fact, John says earlier in this passage, he says, that after me comes he who is mightier than I, whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. Now, this is John the Baptist. He is one of the most 
important and decisive characters in the Bible. He may be underrated, but I reckon he ranks up there with Moses and Elijah and David. He is very important to the biblical storyline. And John, John the Baptist, is saying, I'm not even worthy enough to stoop down and tie this guy's shoe. But apparently, he has to be baptized. That's a real logical hurdle. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. So why why is Jesus baptized? Why does he go through this process? I think the reason is because Jesus is a perfect human. We know that he's perfect. He hasn't sinned. That's why he doesn't need to be baptized. But he's a perfect human. He's a human. He was created by God. He came out of Mary. He's a person. Now, in the Old Testament, just basically everything before Jesus in the Bible, there is a lot of God calling to his people to return to him, to turn away from their sin and to follow him, to obey his commands. What he's asking them to do all the time is to come back and repent. It says in Joel 2.12, for instance, Yet even now, declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So, because Jesus is a human, that means he falls under the jurisdiction of these commands that God is giving to the humans. And and it creates this kind of funny complex, because he's perfect, so he doesn't have any need to repent, but... Because he's perfect and human and therefore commanded by God to repent, that's what he does anyway. It's because he's perfect that he doesn't sin, and it's because he's perfect that when he's commanded to, even if it doesn't make any sense, if it's completely useless, he still does it. He still follows God's commands. So I think that's a good way of understanding why Jesus would be baptized. The next thing that we seek to understand, as with any biblical passage, we know what's going on now. We understand why Jesus was baptized. And now we have to understand why this is important for us. Why does this matter at all for us? Because if it doesn't matter for us, there's no reason to be here. Now, the reason why this matters for us is because it showcases Jesus's perfection. I'm just going to hark back to verse 11. It says, And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Now this is very important because, I don't know about you, but at my church, when we have, you know, a Sunday where we get everyone together and everyone who wants to be baptized, baptized, they get baptized. It's, It's pretty routine. Like, you know, it's a great thing that people are coming to God that they're repenting and accepting Jesus, that's fantastic. But it's kind of the same every single time. The pastor, you know, hops on into the pool or whatever, and he calls the person, all right, Clark, are you ready to be baptized? And he comes over, and the pastor says something like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And so far, I've only heard them say yes. So they say yes, and then the pastor says, he he takes them, he dunks them in the water, And then he says something along the lines of buried in Christ in death. And then he gets raised out of the water, raised to walk in life with Christ. 
And that's the baptism. And then he goes, all right, Clark, good job. And now, Bethany, you want to come over and get baptized? And it just goes on and on and on until everyone's been baptized. That's kind of how it works. I have never seen, maybe this is because we have a ceiling in our church, but I've never seen the heavens open up and the Spirit descend on anyone like a dove. And then God come out of nowhere and compliments them. I've never seen that happen. As wonderful as baptism is, that's never happened in my church. But with Jesus, it does. With Jesus, when he, because he's perfect, when he obeys God's commands, he doesn't sin. And even, even so, he obeys God's commands to the point of repenting anyway. God comes down and just affirms this. He says that with Jesus, he's well pleased. That Jesus is his beloved son. Now again, why is this important? It's important for this reason. Jesus is supposed to be our savior. He's supposed to make us perfect before God so that when we come to God, our sin doesn't matter. He cleanses us. That means we can be with God. We can be saved. If Jesus is not perfect, that entire process is impossible. Let me put it to you this way. We don't hire arsonists to be firefighters. Or we don't hire thieves to be police officers. We don't hire murderers to be doctors. Now, why don't we do that? The reason is because if we hired arsonists to be firefighters, we would have the most useless and oftentimes harmful firefighters possible. And if this went true for the police officers and doctors, we would just have the worst first responders that would just cause destruction and damage and chaos in our society. That wouldn't work at all. You can't have an arsonist be a firefighter because the arsonist... Their tendency, what they naturally do, is different than what the firefighter does. The arsonist goes out and starts the fires. The firefighters are the ones who put out the fires. If you have the arsonist be a firefighter, it doesn't work. And that's the case in any profession, but it's also the case with Jesus. If Jesus isn't perfect, there is no way that he can stand before God and suggest that we be accepted into his heavenly kingdom. He doesn't have that leverage. He doesn't have that authority if he's not perfect. And that's what this passage does. It proves Jesus's perfection. That is a cornerstone of the gospel. It's completely necessary for us to ever imagine being saved in the first place. And what this passage shows is that Jesus fulfills this requirement of perfection and nothing else does. We can't trust in money for our salvation. Economies go up and down and bankrupt all the time. We can't trust in governments. Governments only tend to last for a couple hundred years at most. We can only trust in Jesus. He is self-sustaining and complete because of his perfection. That's what we need to be saved. Now, that's what we've learned from this passage. And I just want to take a moment to encourage you that if you're still listening, I would suggest you listen to the next few episodes because 
we're only in the very first part of Mark. And already we've learned that Jesus is the divine, perfect, and heavenly being who God approves of and was sent to earth with complete authority to save us from hell. All in the first chapter. We haven't gotten past the first 11 verses yet. So going through this gospel of Mark, I think it's great if you can come along and learn more about Jesus. And with that, I'll close us in prayer. Dear God, thank you for making Jesus perfect. It may not be something that we think about all the time, but we understand how important it is that Jesus is able to make us perfect in his perfection. And we thank you that he embraces that quality completely. Please help to continue to make us who believe in Jesus, to continue to make us like him, to be perfect in your eyes like him. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been the 21st episode of Bible Beyond. A huge thank you to my grandfather for making the music that you're listening to right now. And thank you for listening. If you want to hear more, check back with us when we have a new episode up and ready. And until then, have a great day.